sometimes we call them tailwinds. If we look three or four years down the road or five years even, we try and in our minds imagine where things are headed. And sometimes you can figure it out and understand where the landscape, it's gonna, what it's going to look like, where these companies are going to play. And sometimes you can't. But when we have a sense that product or need will really develop over time, and there'll be a bigger market for it, then we, we have more confidence. But back to Doug's point, you could have the best product and the widest opportunity, but if the team's not good, it's, it's not gonna be a winner. From the PodConnect studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on the MJ Bulls Raising Cannabis Capital Podcast, we are continuing this year's Cannabis Investor Series with Doug Hanna and Andre Hiroche from Silver Leaf Venture Partners. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks nice for having, having us. Thank you, Dan. Well, it's nice to meet you guys. Thanks for taking the time out today to talk about investing in cannabis. The thing I that caught my attention about your company was that you actually started personally investing in cannabis before you started your firm. Andre, do you and your partners continue to invest your own money alongside the capital that you manage? Yes, we do. We really think of ourselves first and foremost as investors investing our own money. Even though now we invest other people's capital, we really think of like every dollar as, as our own money. And so we have skin in the game. Yeah, no, Andre is 100% right. Our first portfolio we put together, it was just Andre and I. And we said, hey, if we're going to make mistakes. Let's make it with our own money. And that really cut our teeth in the industry. We look at deals a lot differently today. And that launched us our first 10 deals into being a lot more comfortable to go out and then take capital from outside investors. Yeah, I think it sends a great message that you have, as Andre said, skin in the game. Just like when you know you go for a business loan and the banker says to you, how much money do you have your own money in? <laughs> I mean, if you're not willing to put your own money in, I don't know why anybody should loan it to you. But tell us some of the companies that you, you mentioned you did 10, 10 when you get, just got started. Andre, how, what are some of the other cannabis companies that we might have heard of that you've invested in? We'll talk about a, a couple of them, but one that comes to mind is iHeartJane. You may have heard of it, or Jane Technologies. Jane, yeah. This is probably one of our biggest successes in the portfolio. Maybe, definitely, not maybe. This company is up dramatically from when we first invested. It's an e-commerce company that's a lot like a Shopify, and they were really ahead of the game. They saw what Amazon was doing and saying, hey, we can web-enable retail stores, in this case, dispensaries. And they started a few years ago, a really compelling story, compelling team, and they really are one of the leaders in e-commerce right now for cannabis. These guys are doing billions in what's called GMV. It's really cool. It's a great story. I got to make you feel good that you got in early. Well, yes, yes. It makes us look incredibly smart. At the time, we weren't 100% sure. We said, well, it could be this, it could be that. And I think it was Warren Buffett who said, the rear view mirror is crystal clear, but the windshield is very foggy. So even with that deal, we had our doubts. And, you know, but in the end, it was a really solid team. And Doug twisted my arm very hard. So we did the deal. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. Doug, are there any particular sectors within the industry that you like to invest in or you stay away from? <clears throat> well, the, the two areas that Andre and I try to focus a little more on are probably the life science areas 
and the technology. You know, Andre's got a, a really brilliant mind in technology, worked as the CIO officer for his family business, which in, in the 80s, 90s, one of the largest travel agencies in the country. Yeah. And so he really understands technology pretty well. We've taken a hard look at tech companies and then on the life science, anything with genetics, IP. We like stuff where there's a moat built around the company that you know is going to protect them in their cash flows and is going to help them expand into other markets without having as much market share torn away from them from somebody that doesn't have any kind of patents to protect their technology. Doug brought up such a good point about that. When he said moats, there's a lot of businesses out there that can be copied, but Doug is really astute in identifying in these, some of these life sciences businesses, which ones have patents, which ones really have unique products. Some people say they have unique products or, or technologies, but we really try to identify ones that are unique. And you have to imagine for so many years, because cannabis was illegal, there was so little investment in science and technology. So mm-hmm. right now there's a huge amount of catch up going on. And these companies are really just advancing 50 years worth of research in about five or 10. So for us, that's exciting. Yeah. You mentioned patents. Are there any other characteristics that you look for in a company to get your attention? First and foremost, we want to see a solid team and a team that executes well together. You you can have five rock stars that came from Apple and Starbucks and Coca-Cola, but if they all don't work together and they don't know how to pass the ball, we, we find out they don't score as many points as a team that is integrated very well together. So mm. we really try to take a look at this from a lot of different directions. We want to look at a, a solid team. We want to see if there's a mode as we discussed built around their technologies. We, we want to see that this is a company that if the water gets choppy, they're going to be able to forge through it versus have the boat capsized and we all lose our money. So th- those are some of the probably the more important things. And then, of course, it's got to be in an industry that we believe in. We believe that it's going to become more prevalent in the future, not something that is drifting away or is not going to have nearly as much as demand. That's maybe why we have focused a little bit more on the tech and the life science. Yeah. To to Doug's point a little bit, sometimes we call them tailwinds. If we look three or four years down the road or five years even, we try and in our minds imagine where things are headed. And sometimes you can figure it out and understand where the landscape, what it's going to look like, where these companies are going to play. And sometimes you can't. But when we have a sense that product or need will really develop over time and there'll be a bigger market for it, then we we have more confidence. But back to Doug's point, you could have the best product and the widest opportunity, but if the team's not good, it's it's not going to be a winner. You mentioned the tailwinds. And a few years ago, if you weren't on the West Coast, you we're missing a lot of opportunities, but now it seems like a lot of things are happening east of the Mississippi. And you guys are based on the East Coast. Do you feel like you have an advantage? I'll take a little bit of that. I'm in the New York area. Doug's actually in Denver. Um, well, he's, he's formerly a Florida guy. So he, we've got that Florida knowledge as a secret weapon in his back pocket. We do in some ways and, we, and maybe not so much in others, but for the most part we do. And I think a big part of it is just the lessons learned. If you look at California, there, you, we, we've seen a lot of people make mistakes. We've seen a lot of companies that have thrived by doing unique things. And I talked to some young entrepreneurs and I could see them making some of the same mistakes that maybe companies were messing around with a couple of years ago in California. So from the perspective of understanding that history, it helps. Doug, would you agree with that? Yeah. Andre and I kind of 
wrote our thesis three years ago and we really felt like things were going to originate from the West and move East. And, and that's pretty much what's happened. So there's been a few states like Massachusetts that were kind of early to the game and Michigan for the most part, but they really never developed the technologies. They never developed the brands and, and all that stuff seems to be coming out of California or out of the West and, and is moving East. So we feel like we have a little bit of a competitive advantage to know where some of these companies are going and companies that are starting up on the East Coast probably haven't gotten the experience or haven't had the painful, tumultuous ups and downs that cannabis seems to deliver consistently. We, we think that they're a little bit more prepared for battle. It's not that free pass to business success just because you're in the cannabis industry. We say it all the time. We, cannabis is one of the hardest businesses on the planet. It's not a get-rich scheme. It's it's very difficult with 280E and no interstate commerce and all the different regulations. It, it, it's a really, really challenging business. For sure. Well, with the remaining time for investors that are thinking about investing in, in cannabis, what are some of the advantages of working with Silverleaf Venture Partners? I'll, I'll name a couple and let Doug finish off. One is, as we talked about earlier, skin in the game. I can't tell you what a difference that makes in how Doug and I think about things, knowing that we're going to be 30% of a deal or 10% or 80% or whatever it is. We lose sleep thinking about these things. And we, as a responsibility to each other, I wouldn't present a deal to him that I wouldn't personally bet my own money on. So that mindset really changes when you have skin in the game. And the other one I think is a little bit on the experience side and I'll, I'll let Doug segue there, but we've done 32 deals now, Doug, I can't remember. And we've learned a lot along the way with each deal. You think you figured it out and then there's always a, a lesson. So when you have that kind of experience, it ends up really informing your next decision a little bit better. We get nervous about people who come to us and say, Hey, I found a a business should I invest? And we see a lot of angles that maybe they don't. Everything Andre said was spot on. We don't move forward and take it to our investment committee unless Andre and I are both 100% sold on moving forward. So if he loves something and I don't, uh, we don't move forward and vice versa. Yeah. We really have to be in, in concert with each other and, and in unison. And, and yep. then we move forward. We take it to the committee. The committee approves the deal. We move forward. And Andre and I continue to be our the largest investors in all of our partnerships. So, you know, we have a saying here, we eat our own cooking. And we yep. think that's really, really important because we're not just shoveling deals to get deals done. We believe in these deals, whether or not they work out or not. Time will tell. It always does. But it, it's not a mentality, hey, let's just do as many deals as we possibly can because we want to hit our quota by the end of the year. It has nothing to do with that with us. I think that's a great philosophy. We have all of Silver Venture Partners information in the show notes. So if you're a, you're a cannabis company that's looking to raise capital or an investor that wants to <laughs> add your money to the money that these guys have already invested into their deals, just go to the show notes, click the link or go to podconnects.com. Guys, I wish we had more time. This was a great conversation. Thanks for doing this today. Thank you for having Dan, us. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Canachicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. 
I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.